Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is Friday, September 10th, 2021, the day the Lord has made. And so I got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm ready to share with you today. It's so great to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, supporting this podcast. We we are. This is a podcast, a safe place of grace and freedom, where we talk about all things freedom in Christ and how we can live that out in our everyday lives, uh, especially in the area of sexuality and dealing with addiction issues and things like that. Uh, and today, I, I actually want to, first of all, before we get into this, I want to say thank you for supporting this podcast, those of you that have stayed with us and listened to us. Uh, we're so thankful for you. If you're new to the show, we welcome you. Uh, God bless you. We're praying for you. Please reach out to us if we can pray for you or serve you in any way. Uh, we, uh, as part of our ministry, Freedom For You, we do one-on-one coaching. We do group coaching. Uh, we do videos and things through our Facebook and YouTube channel. Uh, and now we're excited to announce that we have just released our first book. First book is out. Uh, it's called The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. Uh, so excited about this book that's now available. I uh, would love for you to pick it up. It would so encourage us. Uh, I know, hopefully, that it will encourage you. And uh, we'd love for you to, to, to be able to pick up a copy of that. It's, I'll leave a link for that in the description. Well, today I want to start a series, uh, and we're going to kind of give an overview today. But today I want to start a series on mental health. Uh, mental health, and as as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, we are going to we're going to take a biblical approach. We're going to look to Scripture. We're going to look to the Word of God, and we're also going to look to truth in the person of Jesus Christ and the freedom that comes through that to be able to talk about a very very serious issue, a very very difficult topic to talk about, but something that needs to get talked about because it often sometimes the mental illness, mental struggles. Uh, or what is leading to behaviors, and we don't see it. We don't. We don't. We we see just these behaviors that we don't want, but off. But but most of the time, they're coming from thoughts and beliefs, and so we want to talk about mental health. And so I want to today. I'm going to kind of give an overview, and then kind of tell you where we're going to be going with this over the next, I would say, week or so. But I really want to seek God's word on this, God's truth, because you know, as Jesus says. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so, so that's where that's where we're going. That's where we're going to go with this. And so, I want to say this first of all is that I know this can be a very difficult topic. And so, if you are struggling in any way, my my heart goes out to you because I have struggled with mental health uh, and and depression and anxiety uh, over the course of my lifetime as well. Uh, I know what that feels like. I know what that looks like. I know what that acts like. And I know it's just a, it's a tough place to be. So the hope in the 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 hope in this discussion is to provide a solution, to talk about something that's very difficult to talk about, but also to point us to the solution, which is Christ in us. And so we're gonna always point to that. We're gonna always look in that direction. So let me just go. A lot of a lot has been talked about this lately, uh, and it kind of was re reaffirmed here with the Olympics that just came out. Uh, and there were a couple of uh, famous athletes who were talking about it. Simone Biles, uh, who is one of the considered one of the greatest gymnasts in the history of the Olympics, 
uh, had some issues. She was she actually pulled out of some competitions within the Olympics, citing her mental health. Uh, a lot of people were talking about it, uh, this side or that side. Uh, my for the for the point of this podcast, I'm not going to be taking sides on whether I agree or or not agree. We're just gonna I'm just gonna bring up a few over overarching issues here at this point. But she didn't have any type type of injury. She said basically she had said earlier her withdrawal was due to. Uh, her quote was, I felt like it would be a little bit better to take a back seat and work on my mindfulness, she called it. So that was, that was, um, she felt like she said, I truly do feel like I'm, I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders at times. So that was one of the issues. So that w- began the discussion again, right? Uh, then there was another, uh, there's also the t- tennis uh, star, Naomi o- uh, Osaka, uh, who has become, over the last three or four years, has become kind of the American tennis sensation. Uh, and so her, so she's had some struggles also with, with, with that. And so those are two high, high profile athletes and there's others that have talked about it. Uh, but there's, those are, those are two. And so it's, it's, it's make it, it's made it more visible. It's made it more out in the open for people to talk about. I think I would say this for my standpoint of growing up in the church and also being, uh, just from my youth, I guess I would say I don't remember people talking about this kind of stuff the way the way that it, the way that it is now. So I think, in a large extent, that's good uh, that we're talking about things that maybe have never been talked about. Uh, but I do think the flip side of that is, is it seems to me that the more that we're talking about it, uh, the more we're not finding the solution. And so we're talking about it, we're bringing the awareness to it, but then we, I, I truly believe we need to go to that next level, which is, well, what are the solution? And my, my perspective is that the solutions that the world are presenting, and even sometimes in Christian circles, are more of the self-help therapeutic approaches. And while some of those can be helpful, we want to go to the deeper level of the biblical solution, the spiritual solution, which is... Yes, I may be struggling with some mental health, but Christ in me. Christ in me is my hope. Christ in me is my life. And so no matter what circumstances I'm facing, even mental struggles, mental uh, health issues, that Christ is in me. So that's where we want to go with this. So uh, here's a couple of statistics that I found. This is from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, It says one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness. Okay. Uh, one in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness. Uh, 19% of U.S. adults experience anxiety disorders. And 45% of adults with mental illness get treatment in a given year. So we're going to talk about what the Bible says, but I want to just recognize those stats. Those stats, and, and obviously those are, those are, I believe that was 2019, so that was even pre-pandemic. So here we are now in the middle of a uh, you know COVID and everything going on with that. Uh, it hasn't, I'm sure, increased this. I mean, I just was reading an article the other day about about suicide attempts going up and about you know the opioid drug uh, crisis is getting worse and people are g- getting addicted to painkillers and all these kind of things are getting worse and worse in the midst of being in lockdowns, uh, not being able to go or leave our house at times working from home, just all these different being cut off from people and all these kind of things uh, have created this, you know, it's, it's increased it. And, and, and those are always going to be harder things to measure, right? We can, we can count how many people have died from COVID, 
but you can't really you can't really put a number per se on what the mental health impact has been from COVID. And I know people that have absolutely struggled and absolutely. Uh, but here's what I would say is that this this um, there was a pandemic that was going on before COVID, and that was a pandemic of despair, a pandemic of loneliness and isolation. I, I think COVID's brought it more to the surface, but I think it was there. I, I, I felt it at times, but also other people that I, that I work with. And now as a counselor, you know, I'm talking to people about this. I'm talking to people, you know, if you were to ask me one thing that I do, it's trying to get people to recognize the thoughts and, their, and, and beliefs in their lives that are lies and replace them with God's truth. Because as I've said here before, we will not act and respond beyond what we think and believe. We won't. And so the idea here is going to be, what does the Bible say about it? What, you know, and, and then the emotions of dealing with mental health, but it's always going to be going to, to that deeper level, to that deeper level of what does, you know, what, what, what does scripture say about it? Uh, and so let's, let's talk about that. So I, I want to say for, uh, I know I was going to say, I want to say first with all these statistics here, you know, bottom line is this, if you need to see a doctor, I would absolutely encourage you to do that. I mean, there's nothing, we got to get over this thing that there's something wrong with us if we take, if we're taking medication or something like this for depression or anxiety. I have done that at times in my life. Um, you know, I will say this, it, you know, it didn't really help me per se, because my situation was I was not managing my emotions very well, my thought life. And so the depression was coming out of out of uh, feeling like I was stuck in certain circumstances in life. Okay, and I'll, I'll unpack that as we, go, as we go throughout this next week, but, but that was really where that was coming from. So medication sure can make me calmer, feel a little bit better. And I would say this, if you need to take medication, take it. See, see your doctor about it. Uh, but I wonder sometimes if, if in regards to this, if we're over-medicating something, we're putting a Band-Aid on something that's a spiritual issue. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about someone who's suffering from PTSD or got some severe mental illness. I'm not talking about that. Those people need medication. Those those individuals need help. We do. Okay, you do, and seek it. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm talking about is now we've we've put we've given medicines and therapy, if you will. Two situations where my contention is they're always going to be biblical spiritual issues. And so if we're continuing to put those surface level solutions to a deeper problem, we're only going to get temporary fixes, if that makes sense. So, all right, so here we go. So, I, And th- I'm saying this as a counselor. I'm saying this as a counselor, but I'm not saying this as a doctor. So if you need, to, if you need medication, if you need medicine, if you're dealing with mental health issues from that level, yes, talk to a counselor. Uh, yes, absolutely. But it's not going to be good enough for someone just to tell you, oh, just pray about it and then things will get better. No. Okay, we got to go to a deeper solution. So one of the things I want to talk about is, is how, how all this works with our mind, uh, with our emotions, and, and how, you know, obviously we want to be mentally healthy. But what is the contrast between being mentally healthy and mentally unhealthy? Because I would say at times in my life I have been mentally unhealthy. And a lot of that has been because I have not, uh, I would say, not not what I would call managed my soul, which we're going to get into next week is the difference between spirit, soul, and body, because most Christians don't know the difference. Uh, and, and, and what that looks like is managing my soul, managing my emotions and my thoughts 
to to a place where I would be be in a much healthier place. Okay, so let's let's look at what what some things look like that. So one of the things that Scripture talks about is having a sound mind, right? So we're having a sound mind, and a sound mind, according to Scripture, would be that I'm focused on truth. I'm living out of the truth. I not it's you know Jesus says you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, the freedom comes from this soundness. The soundness of mind that I'm I'm living out of truth. I know truth, but then he says the truth will set you free. So there's there's a there's a we know this. We can know about truth, uh, and I talk to people all the time, and even in my own spiritual walk of knowing about truth, but not living in truth. I say this with freedom, right? We can we're free. Christ has set us free, but we're not always living free. So this idea then of soundness. Soundness means you have you have the ability to function in a healthy way. The sound mind is that uh, you're capable of generating, you know, what would be kind of non-anxious responses to stresses and challenges in your life. Okay, a stressor comes in, a challenge comes in, and you're actually able to, because of a sound mind, deal with the challenge um, in a non-anxious, non-depressive type type of way. So we, it's it's having the capacity then to embrace the reality of the situation. In other words, Jesus says, in, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So a mentally healthy person is going to be able to have this rational thought uh, that's focused on truth. Okay, in this world I will have trouble, but take heart, I've over- Jesus has overcome the world, right? Rather than be overcome or controlled by fear, hopelessness, helplessness, or just these, these emotions. And I want to say this. Most of the time, I truly believe, and this is a, this is a, a testimony of my own walk, is that uh, the reason why we're, we're we're struggling mentally with our mental health is we're living out of our emotions. We're letting our emotions overcome, and they're the, they're being predominantly focused on, and so we don't want to feel that, or we, we want to take away that emotion or whatever. And, and yet God is always, I always say the emotions are the dashboard of our soul. They're the, they're the, they're the window. It's, it's like if, if, if we're feeling something, it's that light that comes on in the car dashboard. It says something's going on in the engine. Something's going on in your soul that needs some attention. But yet we, what we often do is we just, we just try to manage, we just try to manage the emotion. We don't ever go to the deeper level. I don't want to feel this or I, or, or, or I want to feel better. And so by living out of our emotions, which is what I think mo- most of what we do, then we're, we're either doing that. We're either trying to escape the emotion and numb it, or we're trying to uh, make, it, make, it, make it feel better. And here's the thing, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Emotions are, are neutral. There's not, they're, not really, they're, they're not right or wrong, per se. God gave them to us to experience and feel the world and to, to, to be able to laugh and cry and have joy and all, all of those things but not to live out of them because our emotions can be all over the place. So, so let's go back to this. So, um, so how our mind works. So we're, we're soundness of mind means that I, a stress comes, a challenge comes, and then I, I, I have the capacity to be able to, to see it as reality. This, this, is, this will be in this world I will have trouble, but then I, I don't, I'm not living and dealing with it out of my emotions. Okay, So we are capable of deep thought. We're capable of that. We have, <laughs> we have a big brain. I mean, if you if you were to think about the brain and and the just, just what it can do. I mean, man, if I, you start you start thinking about that, it's like, 
it's it's unbelievable. It's like better than any computer you could possibly think. We're we are capable of being a thinker and being an intelligent and logical thinker. Okay, and and, and again, your remi- your mind directs choices. It can direct choices, thoughts, behaviors, and feelings. This is the super. This is what you have. You have this tool that God's given you. Uh, to be able to, as Scripture would say, have sound mind and set your mind. So again, to be of sound mind means that you you've got good. There's good judgment there. Okay, to be mentally healthy is you're living in the full reality of situation. It doesn't. You don't deny the reality of difficult circumstances, but in that moment, you obviously can say, "Wait a minute, what is the truth in this? Here's the difficult circumstance. Here's the stressor. Here's the challenge in my life." But I'm living in reality. Having a sound mind would be to say, what am, I, what am I thinking about and is it true? Okay, so to the extent that you believe something that isn't true, you're at risk. All right, so if I'm, if, and I've talked about this, if you've missed the podcast on false beliefs, please go back to that because I don't want to spend my time on this right now. But a false belief is anything you believe about yourself or God that does not line up with God's truth. This develops over time. It develops as a young person. We get messages, and we either get positive or negative messages. We take them in. We start thinking about them, and when we when they become a belief, as they get reinforced, they become a belief to us. So thoughts and beliefs go together. Thoughts and beliefs go together, and they and we often think that we're, we're our emotions are what are what are creating our thoughts and beliefs. It's the opposite. I always say it's an inside out. How we think is how we're going to feel. Thinking and believing leads to feeling. It always precedes emotion. We just think we have this emotion all of a sudden. No, the emotion's coming out of the thought and the belief. All right? So, so if, you, if you are believing and thinking something that isn't true, you're at risk. And this is where the mental health struggles come in. Because the more you believe these false beliefs and lies, the more you're open to the consequences of these you know, false beliefs. So for example, (laughs) these might be some silly examples, but if I believe that I can jump out of a second floor building and I'm not going to get hurt, I'm putting myself at risk. But if I think and believe that, doesn't matter what feelings I have at that point in time. uh, That's what I believe. If you hold, if you, if you believe that you should never fail, let's just say you believe you should never fail or make or mess up. Well, then you're going to be absolutely buying into the belief of being unworthy and when you feel worthless well that's when the belief is going to reemerge uh and 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 here's one if you believe that really you can't trust anybody then your relationships are going to be impaired (coughs) okay so again we, we, we might think of it this way. Anxiety and depression are, are, are byproducts of distorted thinking. We, we're living out of false beliefs. We're living out of lies. We're, it's believing lies rather than truth. I mean, if I were to simplify this whole introductory podcast, that's where we're going with this. <coughs> okay, we're believing lies rather than truth. Mental health, being mentally healthy, requires that we are believing truth, thinking on truth, and then living in truth. Okay, those are those all flow together, but it's an inside out. It's belief, thinking, and then living. Feelings are tied to our beliefs. Emotions are always tied to our thoughts and beliefs. 
So those those people that struggle, I'm going to do a whole episode on depression, but those who struggle with depression, as I have in my time, were typically plagued by thoughts such as, well, at my core, and we may not ever say this out loud, but at my core, there's something wrong with me. I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. Somehow there's something wrong with me, the personhood of me. That's what it is. Uh, or we may go to the other side. The other side of it is, and this would be not necessarily depression, but more of, I think, the fear of failure is, well, I, I shouldn't ever mess up. I should be perfect. It's a performance mentality. <clears throat> I, I'm self-sufficient. So if, if we actually, and this is where, again, the false beliefs come in, the thoughts. If I accept those thoughts as truth, and I allow them, and I just, at some point, I accept them, and they become a reality for me, and they don't, and they go unchecked, and I don't even think anything about them. They are going to be reinforced over time. They become truth to me, and I'm living out of lies. You're going to inevitably then experience the feelings that would accompany any of that distortion of those truths. <clears throat> All right. So feelings such as sadness or hopelessness uh, are they're going to be expected because I'm 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 living out of I'm living out of a lie. So the, I think it's the feeling, I think it's the emotion, but yet I'm not realistically thinking. I'm, I'm, I've got un, so, so why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they lead to that? Why wouldn't those feelings lead to that? It, you know, in, in, in your unrealistic thinking, you inadvertently have exaggerated the reality of your hopeless plight. So then the emotion is just going to follow proportionally. See, we think it's the emotion, but no, it's the thought. I, I've, I'm living out of the lie that that I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable. So then the, when the emotion comes or someone says something or something happens, oh, well, that must, be what's, that must be what's true. All the while, your brain is constantly generating thoughts uh, consistent with, the, with this distortion. And we're having thoughts that are coming at us, and we're either, we're either at that moment accepting it or rejecting it. That's how the brain works. We're getting thoughts all the time. And again, untrue thoughts are really the reality of what drives depression and what drives anxiety. Uh, you know, I've had anxiety attacks, and those are not fun. Okay, so though, you know, similarly, those people who struggle with anxiety are typically dealing with thoughts of vulnerability and threat, such as, boy, man, I really, uh, it's going to be horrible if that person doesn't like me. It's horrible if I make this mistake or I, or whatever. It's, it's, if we, again, if it's, if we're accepting these as reality or accepting these as truth and we don't ever even think about it, we're, we're inevitably going to get to this place where the feelings are going to come and they're going to actually, they're going to be connected to these, these beliefs. They're going to, they're going to go right along with that distortion. And, you know, these feelings such as fear, panic, the, the you know kind of avoiding things, escaping are they're going to be we we sh, we almost should expect them because because again we're living out of a we're living out of an untruth we're living out of a out of a false belief. So in, in the unrealistic thinking, we're inadvertently exaggerating the true peril. We're 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 like we're not, we don't see it as that, but we're we're just like it's it's it becomes a huge thing, and then our emotions follow. And all of those emotions of, of fear and shame and hopelessness and panic. And all the while, the brain is just constantly generating these thoughts that are consistent with what you're believing. 
Okay, and again, if they're untrue, then you're living out of them. All right, I've already gone too long for today. I want to unpack this again a little bit more, but this is where we're going with this. I want to leave you with a couple of scripture verses, but this is where we're going because, again, you will not operate in your behavior beyond what you are believing and thinking. As scripture says, so a man thinks of himself, (laughs) so he is. And so we're having thoughts all the time, but we're living out of our emotions, which, which often we think that's what's the problem. But yet the issue is that we're going to provide a solution for is it's truth. Am I living out of truth or am I living out of lies? So let me, let me just leave you with a couple, because I've gone too long already for today. Thank you for joining us today. But I want let me give you a couple of scriptures, and we're, here's where we're going to unpack this a little bit more. But for first of all, obviously, this is where we want to get to. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And it says, Colossians 3, 2, set your minds on things that are above and on things that are earth. And then 2 Corinthians 10.5, which we've talked a lot about on this podcast, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So I would say this, with the dealing with mental health, it's just that. The emotions are always going to lead us to that deeper place. And are we focused on truth? Because the truth really will set us free, even in the midst of unbelievably horrible circumstances and stress and anxiety and all these things that are happening to us that are coming at us, we can still know that we have the life of Christ in us. So that's where we're going to go these next this next week. Please reach out to us. Uh, we do offer one-on-one coaching if you'd like to pursue that. If you're dealing with some difficulties in life, if you're dealing with addiction, that's what I do on a daily basis. Please reach out to us for coaching. We'd love to walk with you on your freedom journey. As we say on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.